We are wrapping up our series on Matthew 25 today. And for this last phrase, clothe the naked, we will look back a little bit as we discover what the Old Testament prophet Isaiah had to say about this. The themes that we find in Matthew 25 are found throughout the writings of the Old Testament prophets, but are especially clear in Isaiah 58. As we look at the prophetic book of Isaiah today, let's remember that the prophets of Israel had a function. They functioned as the notoriously disruptive, bothersome consciences of God's people. Uh, But as we look back at their time, we should be pleased to know that Isaiah did not limit his bothersomeness to Old Testament times. Isaiah can be similarly bothersome and disruptive for us today. And that should be good news. Because some things don't change, like God's command to look after vulnerable people. But first, let's hear our second reading from Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 through 36, as Jesus speaks to us. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Yesterday, my family came to church a little bit in the afternoon, and As I was working nearby, I heard my oldest practice her own preaching. I heard her say, I am the Lord, I have spoken to you. That's all, goodbye. (laughs) And then I thought, in some ways, she's kind of right. Uh, Sometimes when God speaks, it's just that clear, and that's it. Um, like Like in Isaiah 58, in chapter 58, As it starts, God tells Isaiah to carry his words clearly and loudly, like a trumpet, God says. Shout it out, Isaiah. Call out their sin, like you're a scorned lover playing a trumpet solo in a Harlem jazz club. Make sure they hear it. You know, as well as I do, that in our current culture, we do not like to be called out. In fact, we prefer to do the calling out all over social media, don't we? So receiving a rebuke can feel out of place to us, even from Scripture and even on a Sunday when we desire to hear from God. Sometimes we want Sunday to be the day we come to church to be healed from many wounds and relieved of many stresses and discomforts. And a good Sunday can be just that. But maybe Sunday is also the right day to look at this rebuking passage. Maybe a good Sunday can also be a day when we're called out, when we're called to repent and act, even to move into discomfort. Isaiah 58 seems to suggest that maybe the day we set aside for rest is the perfect day to think about justice, not political agendas, but about God, because this is what God is like. God speaks so clearly in Isaiah 58, right here, saying, He's interested in getting rid of every injustice, even on fast days, as part of our devotion, on the Sabbath. 
Of course, if we look ahead, we know that Jesus was also interested in setting people free, even on the Sabbath. So, just maybe, today is exactly the right time to hear a passage like this. And as we listen, I hope that you hear all that is happening in chapter 58. First, the harsh rebuke, declare to my people, they have forsaken the ordinance of their God. In a passage like this, it's not just those without clothing who are exposed. God is telling his people to get with his program. God is not installing a new king to bring change or starting a new political program. God is reminding God's people that God loves justice. It's a call to action, to an active fast day. But if we read through to the end of this section, we see that, surprisingly, the righteous action actually leads to rest in God. So this passage throughout reminds us that both, not not have we only begun to realize the depth of our call to justice for the vulnerable, but also God's commitment to be in that work, sustaining it and sustaining us. So I'd like us this morning to actually slow down together and hear it one more time. Maybe instead of just hearing my voice or Isaiah's voice, you'll hear another soulful voice playing this trumpet solo. Isaiah 58. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all of your workers. Is this not the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness, and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. You shall be like a well-watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called repairer of the breach and the restorer of streets to live in. Which of the words and phrases stood out most poignantly to you? There is so much here. Maybe it was, look, you serve your own interest. Serving self gets in the way of living out God's way. Or, did you hear the command to break every yoke? 
not a that's good enough sort of effort, but that concentrated long work of breaking every injustice that people carry. Did you hear, when you see the naked, to cover them and not hide yourself? To cover not only protecting their bodies, but freeing them from shame, and of course not hiding your own self, to bring yourself forward for vulnerable people who need you to show up with and for them. Truly, says the text, throughout, show up for these people, and you will be blazing with light. There will be beauty around you if you pursue people caught in darkness, if you feed the hungry and cover the naked, and you yourself will be healed. Your Sunday can be the day you are healed and comforted. God vindicates you, and God's glory is around you. What an offer. Did you hear that offer in the text? If we really hear Isaiah 58 on its own terms, we will realize there is a lot of promise here. Maybe most of all the promise that God can be found. In the text, we might see clearly the need and feel the desire to invest personally where God promises to meet us. God is there with the suffering, hungry, and naked. So we might ask ourselves, do we delight to draw near to God enough to get near injustice, to loosen its bonds? Do we delight to draw near to God enough to get to know the homeless poor and bring them in, to not only see the naked but cover them and not hide ourselves from them, from our own flesh and blood? It may not sound intuitive, but our healing is right there if we will meet God there. God promises he will go before us and follow us with glory, beauty, and bliss. God will be with us, saying, here I am. As we listen closer to this text, we end up realizing it actually asks us to move closer, to cover the naked and not hide ourselves, to bring people into our homes, share our bread with hungry people at our table. Do you know that after a long day of fasting, God's people would probably think a good meal of bread sounds especially good. And to people like me, especially good if you've spent years eating gluten-free. Of course, it, it is good. It is also highly uncomfortable. Isaiah uncomfortably encounters the human situation, the part that we think is uncommon and far removed in a country that complains about its first world problems, who even are the naked? It is uncomfortable to see, but we can see people in the statistics. We see them in the number of foster children, the many thousands of them just in Texas who often come to a home with one pair of clothes, the one they are wearing. We see them in statistics about pornography, in an article written in 2019, Relevant Magazine reported, according to the latest figures at the time, three pornography websites ranked as more popular than Netflix, Twitter, Wikipedia, and Instagram in the top 10 most visited sites in the United States. The naked, the victims, are there in those statistics. We can see them there, but if we're willing, we may see them closer. Isaiah encourages us don't turn your eyes away from your own kin, your own flesh and blood. 
Isaiah shows that religious practice without personal investment in righteous relationships is worship that serves us more than it serves God. But on the other hand, it is so full of God when we love our vulnerable neighbors well. Life is so full of God when we clothe those who are closest to our own homes. Life is so full of God when we realize that Sunday religious practice has everything to do with everything else. Offering ourselves to clothe the naked is our spiritual act of worship. I know we've read from the NRSV, but this week, as I was reading the passage in several translations, I couldn't help but notice in the NIV particularly, verse 10 reads, If you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed. A good Sunday of worship takes us from serving ourselves to spending ourselves on behalf of others. Not just our money, but ourselves. We are the gifts worth giving to a world in need. Our money may help someone. Our jobs may be the way we carry it out. But we are the gifts that God wants to give to an ill-dressed world. The famous 20th century American poet Langston Hughes penned the poem called Litany, which I think can be heard as a modern take on the call we've heard today in Isaiah. It reads, A prayer. Gather up in the arms of your pity the sick, the depraved, the desperate, the tired, all the scum of our weary city. Gather up in the arms of your pity. Gather up in the arms of your love those who expect no love from above. Isaiah says God wants to heal us, but our healing does not come solely from fasting alone in silence. Our healing comes from living in God's world the way God wants. In other words, Isaiah says, your religion is not just for you. Do you know who your religion is for? Maybe it's in your teens, your 20s, your 50s, your 70s, that you have a landmark moment of looking someone in the eyes and serving them that makes you realize I was made for this. I've been preparing my whole life to do these small things with great love because God is so real to me right here. Or maybe it's one day that you look in front of you at the small acts of kindness you're sharing and you realize these people used to be those people, but now they are my people. Have you had a landmark moment And do you know who your religion is for? If we're going to live Old Testament style, we're going to have to move a lot closer in towards God and then closer in towards people. And frankly, life hurts a lot more when we get closer to people. It is faithful to live closer to the center of the mess, but we find ourselves a lot more sad about the things that are not what they could be, a lot more angry about the things that are and should not be what they are. It's faithful, but we live closer both to the beauty and to the pain of the world. It's faithful, but we pray asking God a lot harder questions than we did before.
But, but are we called to live right there, closer, at the center of the holy mix of God's joy and this world's sorrow, at the hard T intersection of faith and works, of God's kingdom and the kingdoms of this world, of self-focused life and life by the Spirit, doesn't this part of our Bible tell us that if we want to know God's presence, we ourselves eventually have to go to these hard places? That it's when we spend ourselves for the hungry and naked that we hear God saying, here I am, and that our gloom turns to noonday. Instead of thinking, as I sometimes think, that the way to avoid gloom is to distract ourselves, to avoid the dark, to avoid evil and poverty of any kind, but running to the hard places with God, Isaiah says, living in God actually gets rid of that gloom because it is there that we learn that there is nowhere God is not. As we were driving home from church yesterday, the kids and I passed a homeless man we've seen many times before on the sidewalk. And uh, is our custom, we prayed aloud. My oldest shared her prayer out loud. Dear God, help the man on the street to know he's loved. Help him to have nice clothes. And help him to be in a nice church on Sunday. If you ask me, her prayer is also a fine summary of the text we're in. It's a text we can't come back to too often. This text can be a foundation for us, for how we do things in ministry. Because if we are looking for God to be clear, we need to look no further. God tells us through Isaiah, your religion requires your personal investment. I want to heal you, but you cannot be healed by making money or looking in the mirror. If you seek me, if you lean into the blue notes, if you move into the hard places, you'll find me right there. You'll find that I was naked and you gave me clothing. You'll find me. You'll find real delight, and I will never stop guiding you and satisfying you. You'll notice that contrary to what yesterday's kid preacher said in my hearing, God doesn't exactly say, I'm the Lord, I have spoken, that's all goodbye. But something more like, I am the Lord, I have spoken clearly to you, and I am here. Hello. Hello.